Welcome to Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. I'm your Hanna-Barbera talking animal, Cassidy. I'm Lava. And with us today are two very special guests, and I will allow them to introduce themselves as they like to be introduced. Hi, I'm Janine. <laughs> and I'm Adriana. And we're from the Ghoulish Fun Podcast. <laughs> it's been a little bit dead now, but we're going to revive it through necromancy and should be coming back. October 13th? Yes. Yes, we will. So, like, probably in the past by the time that you, we've, you've heard this. <laughs> All right. Um, Glad to have you. Yes. Thank you. This is, like, I'm. oh my god, my hands are already in my face. But yeah, this has just been a first for me. And thank you so very much, really, for inviting the both of us to, to be a part of this, especially since... This is literally my favorite uh, Scooby-Doo movie, It's aside from the Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island. No, I think mm. this is like your favorite. This is like your number one. Yeah, I think like this is like one of my number one because like even now I have found myself still giggling and laughing uh, at the movie itself, like genuinely. Mm. It's a good movie. It's so, it's really cute. It really is. I love it. So any excuse we could be able to get to watch something spooky is great. <laughs> oh my god, yes. All right. Well, now that I've brought you here, I'm going to pepper you with questions. Let us begin. <laughs> are we being held against our will? I think we are. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that explains the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just like for like the whole guest uh, comforts and everything. You know, like really good. Comfortable well, they're comfortable with- seats that they've tied us in. Yeah. They had like nice velvety cushion. But the restraints make they they make more sense now. <laughs> My hands are turning purple. Uh, so what is each of your favorite Scooby Doo series? Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see here. Um, that's a that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna go with a pup named Scooby Doo. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna say like a pup named Scooby Doo is one of my favorites too. Um, nice rhyme. <laughs> Yay! Uh, actually, uh, another one that I like, strangely enough, is that I actually really liked uh, the Scooby Doo with um, with like guest stars, with guest celebrity star series. Like some, and sometimes they have Batman and the Globetrotters. Ah, uh, yes, the new Scooby Doo movies. Yeah, there we go. Where they had like Hollywood celebrities and everything in there. I thought it was, I just thought it was really funny. Back when I was a kid, and I found myself like looking through like my little bed bars while uh, <laughs> watching like in my little television set that was like when it was still a box, even though everyone had flat screens. But this was like a box. Nice. Well, you're in luck because the next Scooby Doo series they make coming out next year sometime is where they're doing guest spots again. <gasps> really? Ooh. Yes. Ooh. I know they've confirmed Bill Nye to be on an episode. <gasps> oh my god! Really? Oh my god! That's so that's so funny and just so awesome. I love it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm actually like smiling so much right now. I can't wait. I, everyone's gonna look so freaking ridiculous and <laughs> the puns. Oh no, the puns! <laughs> All right. Well, which member of the gang do you relate to the most? Honey, you go first. No, you go first. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
I when I was a kid, I related to Velma a lot, actually. Wrong. What? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> no, it was because like it was the whole like nerdy thing, wanting to be like more uh perceptive of uh, the current situation, mm-hmm. and so like I related to, I related to her uh when I was young, and I kind of still do because. <laughs> She's most like mostly a shark girl that like wants to, that wants to get into the the meat of the situation. Mm-hmm. And for me, I um well when I was smaller, I related to Scooby the most. Nice. Because I loved eating, and it I started watching it around the same phase where you know the same the phase where every kid pretends they're an animal of some kind. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So. That was me, a talking dog. <laughs> Excellent. Now, in the event of swearing, which Scooby-Doo characters do you want me to bleep you with? Oh, gosh. Sibella. Yeah, yeah, bleep me with Sibella. <laughs> with the Sibella shriek. The bat shriek. Or Fancy. Or Fancy. God, that's such a... Why did you give me this decision? I love both of them. Okay, uh, actually, <laughs> since I, I love... I actually love ghosts nowadays more than vampires. Uh, hit me up with Fanti as uh, as my sensor, <laughs> the Fanti giggle. All right, and <laughs> if then you I'll can do... get it, yeah. And then I'll put Sabella down for Janine. Excellent. Yeah, she's all purple. It's her favorite color. <laughs> yeah, good choice. Fantastic. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it begins. It begins. This this movie is like is like a pot of gold for lovers of puns. It really is, or haters of them. Because Jesus, <laughs> there are very they're, they're not good examples. Like there's a few good ones, but I think the problem is that a lot of uh some of them are done to death. Like the fantastic one. Yep. You bet. Well, I think it's fair just because. It- if you're going to do something to death, you might as well do it in a movie full of undead. True. Ha <laughs> yes. I think the, besides the puns, uh, the catchphrases were also done to death, too. Yeah. What are your favorite slush flavors? Strawberry. Um, let's see here. Blue raspberry. Nice. A classic. That is. Oh my goodness. Plus you get the blue tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. Mm-hmm. All right. And last question. And I think you're going to hate me for this, seeing how what we were talking about before. But what's your favorite combination of pizza toppings? Uh, okay. Well, for me, it's, uh, it's actually pizza, pizza with pepperoni and salami. I like pepperoni oh. and salami for some reason. Uh, it really depends for me. Uh, because like usually like the classic I'll go to is uh, pepperoni and mushroom but uh, a lot lately I've just been like going for something lighter and just been going for like spinach and tomato nice or prosciutto and or prosciutto and and arugula yeah that's like when I want to get fancy that's our (laughs) that's for both of us that's our fancy pizza (laughs) god I haven't been to a restaurant that does prosciutto on pizza in forever we know a place. <laughs> All right. Um, unfortunately, we do not have any listener questions today. So, oh. oh, I have a question. 
Uh-huh. And I'm a listener. Okay. Okay. My question is, you have to kill somebody <laughs> in the Scooby Cannon. <laughs> Who dies and how do they die? All right. Well, forever. It gets referenced everything else. They die. Who dies and how do they die? Alright, well, the very easy answer is Scrappy, so I'm not going to do that one. Yeah, I was going to ban Scrappy. That's a gimme. Alright, I need to think about this. Hold on. (laughs) This is where we insert, like, the Jeopardy music. Elevator music, right here. (laughs) Don't give them that. I I would happily give them the file for elevator music. I'm just going to use the ending theme from the new Scooby-Doo movie. Because it's basically elevator music. It really is. (laughs) Um, if you're dodging the question, who's gonna die? Hmm. I'm gonna be controversial here, and I'm gonna say Bobby Flay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was gonna say Fred. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe you actually remember that. It's my uncle, Bobby Flay. I have that movie on my shelf that I still need to watch, so. Oh. Okay, Lava has, like, a good choice, but, like, I guess Dead Uncle Bobby plays also another one. Yeah. (laughs) Just kill both of them. There we go, solution. The Jones family no more. (laughs) Sorry, Fred. So, in case you couldn't have tell, this month we have already watched Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. It aired on January 16th, 1988. It was written by show favorite Glenn Leopold, directed by Charles A. Nichols and Ray Patterson, featuring the voice talent of Don Messick as both Scooby and Scrappy-Doo, Casey Kasem as Shaggy, and Frank Welker as Matches and Others. We open on Shaggy driving his A-Team esque van through a storm and we see the title and scooby also sees the title (laughs) he starts to see words like literal little words little writing rook raggy writing (laughs) yeah scoob lightning i get it it's a storm no writing And then it just like uh, then it just shows like the credits like right in their eyes, and I think it's actually very clever uh, I, that, that the fact but that it, this this also starts something in this movie that um, I don't know if I'm comfortable with, which is acknowledging that it's kind of hard to understand Scooby sometimes. Yeah. Oh. Like any other time, it's just like yeah, we know what he's saying, but this is a weird precedent for me. <laughs> I think it does in another time in the movie proper as well. Oh yes, it does. I'm very sure it does. Um, I think the I think what I like is that they they continued on with the joke like a few seconds later when Shaggy says like I can't see a thing mm-hmm. because there are little literal credits right in front of his eyes and windshield. Granted, it is also raining very heavily. So it's in a dark, stormy night. Uh, we get a circle frame in on Scooby's face, and then Scooby just pushes it over so it can see Shaggy. Not while I'm driving. <laughs> Which, what does that, what does that even mean in this situation? You're not having to do anything, Shaggy. Just being watched. 
You're just being looked at right now. We're just seeing who you are, seeing what you look like. We can't, we can't have that right now. Yeah, and so they push it across the van over to Scrappy, who's in this one as well. I legitimately forgot that he was, that he was in the movie, too. I forgot that he was there, so when he showed up, I was like, oh, it's you. You let the wrong one in. That reminds me of my favorite trivia fact about this film. Oh, no. Oh. On the case for the movie and oh my God. the advertising and literally everything about the movie except for the movie itself, Scrappy-Doo has been completely removed from everything. Really? <laughs> Yeah, really? No advertisement for the film featured Scrappy Doo. <laughs> I found it interesting. Um, the cover art that I kept seeing for the movie has green shirt Shaggy, not red shirt Shaggy. That's right. Red shirt Shaggy is just like the Shaggy in uh in basically every other movie without the mystery man, without the mystery gang, right? Yeah. What um, is that? I have determined that anytime <laughs> you see Shaggy in a red shirt, it means that monsters are real. With the exception of technically Witch's Ghost and Zombie Island, but look. <laughs> look, monsters are real. Just gotta deal. When you see the red, the monsters are seeing red for Shaggy. <laughs> so Shaggy complains that he can't see through the rain. Uh, he, he laments that maybe he shouldn't have taken this new job. And we get some uh, nice exposition by Scrappy saying... Don't be silly, Shaggy. You'll make a great gym teacher. Which it's true. What? No. It's like it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> but I mean at the same time, he does do a lot of running. And he carries a dog. A great a great big dog at that. Very good very good point. And it is actually canonical that Shaggy was on the track team in high school. Hmm. And that makes even more sense. <laughs> I love it. But after all of that, Scrappy is like, yeah, and I've been training to be your assistant. Goes into the back of the van where I guess everything else has been replaced with workout gear. And then Scrappy-Doo almost dies. (laughs) (laughs) He lifts a barbell and overbalances and starts falling out of the doors and barely catches himself with his legs. Hanging by his little paws, tiny little paw feeties, at the edge of the freaking van. Uh, what I love about this is that Shaggy and Scooby are very concerned about it, but not concerned enough for Shaggy to stop the van. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, very easily can just solve this issue by, you know, parking. I guess Shaggy in that moment is like, well, I guess this puppy gonna die. And if he's gonna <laughs> die, I guess, I guess that's what happens. I guess that's that's. <laughs> yep. We're out here in the woods. No one will find the body. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but Scooby does pull Scrappy back in, and they lose the barbell, but they don't care. They 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 have more, I guess. They must. I mean, they'd have to. Shaggy says that he's excited to eat all of this fancy food at a fancy school because he thinks that's where he's working. Oh, like one of those uh, boarding schools, those fancy, fancy boarding schools. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's called a finishing school. I. It is what it is. Oh, but hmm. educate me, please. I, 
I don't know what these things are. Adriana's never been to school. Uh, yes, I, hey, yes, I, yes, I have. I've been to a school, but what does this specific school mean? I guess it's more a finishing school is like raising girls to be proper quotation marks. Oh, that's my understanding of the pop culture of fancy girl schools. That so. kind of school. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, quotation marks learning how to be a lady. Balancing a book on your head. That kind of stuff. Pinky finger with the T. Yeah. Screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> Learning how to play piano. Yeah. I don't know. Eating rotten food. The good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of rotten food. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scrappy oh reaches into the grub compartment and produces a sandwich saying, hey, we got a sandwich left in here. Hands it over to Shaggy, who takes a bite of it, and... Does anyone want some map on rye? Because it was just two slices of bread with the map in the middle. Scrappy put it there for safekeeping. <laughs> he knowingly gave it to Shaggy. This, I think Scrappy Doo knew he wasn't supposed to be in this movie and is trying to kill everyone. <laughs> He's just trying to sabotage everything. I mean, like... What what line of thinking do you think that you could have like a stoner and his like dog <laughs> in and like just put anything between bread and just say this is for safekeeping? <laughs> it clearly isn't. And it's super not if you're gonna hand it to someone and say, Hey, this is a sandwich. This is a sandwich that you can eat. <laughs> this is for real food that goes in your mouth. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Luckily, they're basically there already, so this doesn't amount to much for them. Only they're actually parked up in front of the Callaway Military School. Miss Grimwood's finishing school for girls is next door. And we see the sign, and the sign very obviously says, Finishing School for Ghouls. Yep. So, you know, it's it's on them for not reading. The aesthetics of this school are spooky mansion. On a hill. On a hill, exactly. And it's raining heavily. Shaggy and Scooby are intimidated and want to leave, but the gate opens by itself and they drive through anyway. No scene of them being like, oh no, the gate opened by itself. Uh, They just go through. They justified it to themselves that if the gates weren't going to open, then they could just leave. <laughs> but then they but then the gates were like, oh, leave? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Come on in. And so I guess out of obligation. Mm-hmm. Was that your gate opening sound? Yes. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I even did the hand motion with it. But nobody can see that. That's a great thing to do in an audio medium. Hand <laughs> gestures. Everybody wave. I waved. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Unfortunately, after they pass the gates, the wipers on the vehicle will just give out. So Scooby gets on top of the car and uses his tail as a windshield wiper. Like a good boy. Scrappy notices that the school has a moat. And out of shock, Shaggy makes a very abrupt stop, since there's no bridge that they can cross. And then Scooby flies off the roof of the car and flattens against the front door of the finishing school. Being the start of a running gag of this film. Oh yeah, you're right. Just being flat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just get flat against the walls. 
That has happened so many times in this movie. I didn't realize it. After Scooby gets flattened on the door and slides off, the door opens and a floating hand just sort of picks him up and helps him out. And after this nice gesture occurred, Scooby-Doo freaks out and runs inside. (laughs) That's where you want to go when something scares you, right towards the danger. Exactly. Well, it's either towards the danger and out of the rain, or into the woods and in the rain. Into the woods (laughs) and into the The musical episode is next month. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So Scooby, um, as he's running in in through the school, he runs into a little green dragon, which is very angry to see him. Yeah, and this very small dragon starts breathing fire and causes Scooby to run away and into a line of armor suits, knocking them all down domino style, and then he peeks his head out of the wreckage with a helmet on. Yelling and screaming and yelling and screaming louder. <laughs> um, he... He yanks the helmet off, and it flies and crashes crashes into a chain, releasing the drawbridge that earlier prevented Scooby and uh, Shaggy and Scrappy from crossing the moat. I wrote down Scooby and Scrappy, and I'm like, wait, no, it was Shaggy and Scrappy. Oh, I was about to say that, like, oh, did you already forget Scrappy was there? (laughs) I wish we could. (laughs) Yeah. The helmet falls onto the dragon's head. And then Scrappy and Shaggy cross over to the bridge. And then the dragon disintegrates the helmet and corners Scooby. But then we hear a voice call out, telling Matches the dragon to stop. Who is this stranger? Who is this stranger? Why, that's Miss Grimwood. Headmistress of the finishing school. For ghouls. Wearing some very fashionable dressing and got some fashionable hair. Mm -hmm. And very fashionable accessories at that, oh my god. I want to be here when I get older. This Grimwood <laughs> kind of owns. She really does. <laughs> Shaggy offers a handshake, but it's the disembodied hand that takes it. And Miss Grimwood says she thought they might need a hand with their luggage. And we immediately hear a howl echo through the room. <laughs> Out of howl laughter. Just howling. Just howling. That's, that's how they do here. Yep. Yeah. And then also a bat. A very purple bat. Yay! Yay! Uh, Scooby and Shaggy try to make a break for it, but Miss Grimwood points out that they signed a contract, and the contract has Shaggy's signature, one large paw print, and one small paw print. Now, you say it's Shaggy's signature. It's actually just the word Shaggy written out in print. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's it's his signature. I guess he, he's a simple guy. It doesn't help that Scrappy also offers that uh, he and Scooby acted as witnesses. He's like, yeah, we I guess we did. <laughs> so, you know, Scrappy's going to testify against him in the court of law. <laughs> Scrappy-Doo's a cop. <laughs> and we all know that Scooby-Doo hates cops. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan. Yep. And Scrappy's an arc. He's wearing a wire. <laughs> And that's why they left him in like an old west town with some other dog. That's why Shaggy didn't stop the van. So Miss Grimwood wants them to meet her girls. And we see that purple bat again. The bat turns into a small vampire, Sibella, Count Dracula's daughter. It's fantastic to meet you. Count one. 
AKA this is uh this was uh little Adriana's very first girl crush. Nice. <laughs> I didn't even know that I could have a crush on a girl at the time, but here the, there I was. There I was crushing very very hard and I didn't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> and then we hear that howling again and we see Winnie as we will learn a small werewolf just standing on a chair howling in front of the moon. As werewolves do. As werewolves do, you know. They just get on desk or chairs. They yell and howl and scream over at the moon, just being there saying hello. Mm-hmm. We find out she's the wolfman's daughter. Um, And then Shaggy and Scooby run away, and they run into another girl, Elsa Frankentine. I have to, I have to say first that, like, the way that, like, before we were introduced to Elsa, the... The joke always got me when Winnie said hello and Shaggy replying with a goodbye. Oh yeah. <laughs> and just running off. And I guess like I remember as a kid I loved that joke and apparently I still freaking do to this day. <laughs> but yes, yes, we we then meet uh, the very friendly uh, Elsa. Mm-hmm. And they run away again. And I forget who says it, but I have it written down. They must be anxious to find their rooms. They must be tired. That's Miss Grimwood. They, someone else replies. They don't run like they're tired. That, that was Elsa. <laughs> yeah. Who do they meet next after that? Phantasma. Yeah. Who just floats through a wall and plays a piano in front of them. As ghosts do. That's actually the perfect thing that ghosts do, ain't it? Mm-hmm. As evidenced in uh, Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers. <gasps> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about that! Yep. Are you not listening to this podcast? <laughs> Give me your phone. I'm going to subscribe. Give me your phone. I'm going to subscribe for you. <laughs> okay, here you go. I just like my 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 like a a a wave of of nostalgia just like hit me when I heard that <laughs> when I heard that name. Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. I need I need a little bit of time to recover from this. Whoa. Well, it's not much different. The boys run away, uh, run away again to another room. This one looking a whole lot like a tomb. Yes, indeed. They uh, run and hide inside of a sarcophagus and then immediately leave because they found a very tiny mummy. Yes. Tannis. baby. It's the little baby. I love Tannis. So cute. This, like, six-year-old is at finishing school. <laughs> Well, to be honest, she's been dead for, like, so long, so what's age right now? Good point. Which age for, what, what's age for finishing school? <laughs> I also don't know that one, to be honest. I always think uh, Harry Potter universe. 11 to... 11? 17, I guess. I don't know. I think so, yeah. Dang. Imagine the universe where the ghoul school spun off and had seven movies. <laughs> Oh no! Oh gosh! I don't know. I don't know. Like nowadays, <laughs> that can go in different ways, because then we'd have like we have one that's like really like B movie, like maybe cool Goosebumps like movie esque, or or on the flip side, unnecessarily gritty, mm. or or completely watered down hokey Christmas special. Mm. <laughs> I think the actual correct answer for what we should do with Ghoul School is a Riverdale style reboot. Oh my god. 
<laughs> just make them all like literal teens and don't worry about Shaggy or Scooby showing up. They could make a cameo or something. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at that angst. They show up in the very ending and that's it. Like they show up one they show up in the trailer and you think, Oh my god, Shaggy and Scooby are gonna be there, but they actually show up in the ending and that's the final scene. Cut No, it's just Scrappy Doo. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Scrappy Doo is the cameo. Not Shaggy or Scooby. He's canonically in jail. <laughs> he committed crimes. Is it bad? That's a bad dog. A bad dog. Back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we got real sidetracked there. Go on. Uh, they clear up any confusion about getting eaten. The girls just want to beat the Callaway cadets at their yearly volleyball game. And that spares their lives. And. Tannis mentions that she wants a trophy for her mummy case. And I'm trying to figure out if this is supposed to be a pun or anything, but nothing's coming to mind. Trophy case? I don't know. The mummy case. I guess it's in the shape of a money and it's a case, so I guess it's a mummy case. I, I don't know. I don't that know. It sounds about right to me. <laughs> that one went over my head too. Scrappy um, assures the girls that they'll help them. Winnie is so happy she howls. Oh, no, the specific phrasing that Scrappy uses is, Uncle Scooby has more moves than a Russian chess player. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. To which they get a, It's fantastic having you here. Count two. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, The floating hand comes back up and gives the room keys to Shaggy and Scooby. Um, but because it's a floating hand and it's a key ring full of skeleton keys, they faint. You know, as they do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, aside from fainting, they seemed like they were okay with their new situation. They they had no choice. They ha- they signed a contract. They were not going to leave. They, ha- they slammed a door in their face before they could. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, we see a rooster crow, and then Matches sets it on fire because... Matches is always angry all the time, it seems. Mm-hmm. The disembodied hand wakes Shaggy by holding an alarm clock right next to his ear, and Matches wakes Scooby by setting his tail on fire. It's a dragon. He, you know, he, he's got to do dragon things. In Matches' defense, he did try just pulling the blanket off, but Scooby wasn't having any of it. So gotta take it to th- the next extreme. Murder. Murder! <laughs> <laughs> Scooby uh, puts his tail in a goldfish bowl. That goldfish bowl is too small. Goldfish need a lot of room. And also, it's not a goldfish, it's a piranha. In which me and Janine were cheering, Piranha! 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 When we saw the. And when the reveal came on, we cheered so much. <laughs> so happy we were so gleeful i don't know why we just love a piranha (laughs) that's awesome uh we cut to the girls waiting for ballet practice to start and then scooby comes hopping in with a piranha on his tail thinking that this is a fancy new routine they all follow suit and it's adorable it's adorable yes fanty asks sabella how she's doing fantastic fanty count three I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. <laughs> but we're not even close to the end of this. I know exactly. 
I think at count three, that was when I realized, oh, they're not going to stop, are they? Nope. Never. Miss Grimwood gives Shaggy and Scrappy tutus and have them take the lead. And Shaggy is really good at ballet. He is. Yeah, he is. Oh my gosh. And he's comfortable with his own masculinity that he'd wear a tutu and it's not even be a thing. Yeah, there's no mention of it at all being an issue, and it's great. No, Scrappy mentions it. Yes. Scrappy's the only jerk about it. Yes, he is. Yeah. Why? We don't know. Shaggy's cool with it. I just want to keep saying increasingly mean things about Scrappy, so I need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) You you can say something mean about him. Scrappy do is a turf. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, God. Something smells rotten. That dog. (laughs) (laughs) What? Not literally. (laughs) Oh, swearing. Okay. (laughs) No, it's perfect. (laughs) They do a thing where the music changes speed and then they change speed to adjust to the music. And then we zoom out and see crosshairs viewing the scene from outside the building. And it's the Callaway Cadets doing recon on the enemy team. And their names are Grunt, who is the large one, Miguel, who is the tech one, Tug Roper, which is his legal name, I'm assuming. <laughs> what? No! What? Poor boy! Tug Roper! <laughs> what? That's a, that's a real thing? Yeah, luckily, he's the leader, so it's fine. He's the Fred <laughs> of the cadets. Oh, he is! Oh no! I just put that connection together. Um, there's Baxter, the small one that looks kind of like Izzy from Digimon. And then there's Jamal, who's... Affirmative. Ja- yeah, he's pretty cool. He's like the second in command. He has a list. He checks it twice. Mm-hmm. He checks everything twice. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a good character trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cadets uh, see the the training going on and think they're doing a ritual. <laughs> and I think that's the leader that says that. So yeah, it's very Fred-like. Yeah, I... That's just the first thing that they... Yeah, but they also assume that, like, Scrappy and Scooby are new students. To be fair... These are monsters. It would make sense. You know, you already have a wolf wolf girl. Why not have some dog people? Because they're not dog people. They're, like, they're literal dogs. (laughs) Yeah, but they stand on two legs. Constantly. They're doing ballet. But they're still dogs. Can, they, they can, don't. Can they, Angus? No, they can't vote. <laughs> can Angus? They have sentience. They can talk, but they are not people. They cannot vote. I think dogs should vote. I think Scooby Doo does vote. You really want to bring this heat right now? <laughs> Look, I I may have some controversial things to say, but you snowflakes, <laughs> you gotta get with it. <laughs> Do you really want to give Scrappy the power to vote for anything? (laughs) Alright, here's what what happens. I think Scooby-Doo puts on a fake mustache and grabs his counterfeit ID and votes. But (laughs) Scrappy-Doo follows the law to the letter. And that's why he sucks. Scooby-Doo committing voter fraud. Leave the dogs alone! Let Angus vote! No. Look at our puppy! He would vote for anybody who gives him the biggest piece of meat. <laughs> oh, I just realized that this is the first kids and their dog episode to feature four kids and a dog. 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I like how we all just like, oh. Like, literally like two feet behind us is our dog. So. Nice. He's technically in the podcast too. So there we go. Uh, anyway. Colonel Calloway shows up. <laughs> <laughs> commends them for researching their opponent, but reprimands them for not practicing. Because that game's going to be soon. We don't know when, but it's going to be soon. He's about to go over to... Is this when it when he goes over to challenge? Nope, that's not for like another half hour. Okay, he says he's going to go challenge Miss Grimwood to their annual volleyball match. But he needs to prim up first. Mm-hmm. Must be. Uh, Grunt says they always win and then serves the ball directly into the woods. No, over the bushes. Into the bushes. Through the bushes. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's into the woods, off a tree, um, probably dangerously about to hit the colonel, and then launches itself into enemy territory. Mm-hmm. In the pumpkin patch. Behind enemy lines. Black Hawk down. Other apocalypse now. <laughs> the cadets um, run through the bushes to retrieve the ball, but... Then they see the Grimwood's weird dog. Yeah. <laughs> are they, like... Are they, like blissfully ignoring the fact that like maybe that's not a dog maybe those aren't maybe those aren't weird girls (laughs) maybe they're ghoul girls maybe they're monsters i'm pretty certain that they don't figure out that they're ghoul girls until like halfway through the movie that's being generous (laughs) yeah i say at the end yeah the only reason i'll say it before then is because i'm pretty sure they watch Sabella turned into a bat a few times. That's a good point. Which, honestly, I don't understand how these people could have, like, had annual volleyball challenges against each other and not know that these these girls are weird. It, it, they monster, hmm. yo. You literally see right through one of them. Mm. That little cowgirl boots and everything. You see right through them. <laughs> Those boots aren't made for walking. Those boots aren't made for anyone. <laughs> To make a floating. Matches breathes fire, um, causing them to retreat in a. I forget the phrase. They do a military phrasing for retreating. They leave. Goodbye. Advance, Advance to, the to the rear. Advance to the rear. Advance to the rear. Advance to the butt. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. For a moment, we see Matches contemplating the ball, and then we cut to Shaggy and Scooby and Scrappy leading the girls on a run of note. Scrappy and Scooby are both running on their two hind legs, and Winnie is running on all fours. And Elsa has two hearts. Yeah, that's true. She's a time lord. The boys, uh, the the whole group run past Matches, who is digging a hole in the pumpkin patch. They, like, step on Matches' head, and Matches is unfazed. (laughs) Uh, they all run through the forest, and... Shaggy and Scooby run, uh, trip over a bunch of fallen apples and crash into a tree. And they, of course, are hungry, so they take a bite of the apples. Those apples ain't good, though. They're crab apples. They're fantastic. Count four. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she sucks the life to what, whatever life there was left of that apple. Banicula. That's basically oh, what it is. Yeah. Sucking up all the juices. Does that mean that she? Oh, hey, y'all! I just realized she doesn't. She doesn't nourish off of just blood. Then she's a fruit bat. Yeah. Oh, cutie! (laughs) Who also loves brownies? Love the 
brownie. Sorry, this is like way more adorable to me now. Oh my god. I know, right? Oh my god, so cute. So Scoob and Shag gotta look around the garden to find something else to eat, right? Yeah, but first we see Matches burying the ball. And Grandma's like, don't dig in the pumpkin patch. What's wrong with you? She says, we need all those pumpkins for the Halloween open house. Foreshadow. Mm-hmm. And she tells him to get rid of the ball. And he goes to get it back to the cadets, who are currently <laughs> filling water balloons and building an air bazooka, which was surplus surplus. <laughs> Some assembly required. <laughs> it's actually kind of smart that they are dealing with water balloons because their plan is to deal with the dragon. Yeah, you need like water to beat a fire type Pokemon. Exactly. <laughs> so it makes sense. It really does. Uh, hey gang, I have a question. Why aren't they tying these water balloons? They're just filling them up and then sort of putting them off to the side. Because the animation for that's like really hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's a honestly... lot of stretch. You gotta do a lot of stretch and squash into that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, too hard. Tug is going over the plan and then he's like, okay, you'll fire, but wait until I say fire. And then Mattress shows up and breathes fire. And then they fire the gun and it causes Tug and the balloons to fly into the colonel. And then Mattress just sort of leaves the ball there. He, I think he serves the ball over the bushes and it hits the colonel. Oh, yes. That sounds about right. Put Mattress on the field. He could win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you say those suckers got served? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> You're the, the voice that you just made right now. Just that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So Miss Grimwood is in her garden. And it's lunchtime. Come and get it. Yeah, feeding it raw steak. Yeah. Um, but before it is revealed that the steak is for the plants... Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy all run up and are like, hey, it's time to eat at this table that you've put these steaks on while saying, come and get it. And then you start throwing it to very hungry plants, but also the plants can't move. So why say, come and get it? You're just being confusing. <laughs> I was wondering that myself, too. You set up chairs for plants. They're clearly not going to go to them. No one is eating. <laughs> So the boys split up to see if they can find something to eat in the garden. And they find some tomatoes, rotten tomatoes that explode. We found some squash, some squished squash that also explodes. And these watermelons have expired and then they go off like a balloon. Shaggy exclaims that everything in this garden is totally rotten. And Sabella is very pleased by the compliment. It's a compliment. To them, it's a compliment. They try their best. And here's something that doesn't make any sense to me. Miss Grimwood has Elsa remove a uh, corn plant that is currently ripe. But it has to be ripe before it goes rotten. Oh no. Maybe they grow rotten. Oh. Maybe that's the plan. I don't know. That's some powerful magic. Yeah. That's some That's some backwards stuff. So, so sorry, my brain my lizard brain is like, but ripe then to rotten, but why rotten to ripe? I don't like Wait. <laughs> Wait. So uh, Shaggy wants pizza and Sabella turns into a bat to go pick some up. You know, as you do. <laughs> she still has a Transylvanian dollar from her allowance. What's the exchange rate on that? Apparently pretty good if you can get like a whole pizza <laughs> with several toppings. And then those spider webs. Well, like what was on it again? Everything except... 
Garlic. Garlic. Of course. Yeah, I actually have a full list of everything that it, that she mentions is on it. I do too. <laughs> but while they're waiting for the pizza to show up, Scoob keeps sniffing around and finds two plants that have eyeballs at the top of them. Scooby tries to tell Shaggy and Scrappy, but they don't understand what he's trying to say. Mm. My defense there is that they're probably just really hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two plants disappear before Shaggy and Scrappy can see him by <laughs> retreating back into the ground. And Scrappy and Shaggy make it sound like, it's like, oh, you were probably hallucinating, Scoob. As if that was something he does often when he's hungry. <laughs> Maybe. I guess. Sabella is back with the pizza, and it's got everything on it except for garlic. And Shaggy asks specifically what that means while they take a few bites. Um, and it has spider webs, snails, and tadpole tails. Sc- Shaggy and Scooby don't react negatively to this at all. They're like, okay. But hold on, to be fair, those are all edible. It's true. Spider webs are basically just 100% protein. <laughs> and that's um I guess like I guess that's like the meat lovers of um uh, of of this spooky place. That's the meat I lovers imagine, in this universe. <laughs> I imagine tadpole tails are probably a lot like anchovies. Mm. And then snails are just snails. I can't I got nothing there. <laughs> Yeah, so they don't react to the pizza at all. They say, hey, it, it tastes fine. Well. They leave the rest of the pizza with the girls, though, and head back to the school. <laughs> Which is very out of character. They just wanted a slice. I think I think they were just like, oh, okay, here, you can have it. It's, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, it's the best. Here, you can have the rest of it. It's so good. <laughs> I mean, you did pay for it, so I'm just going to let you have the rest of this pizza. What a strong bet. I know, right? She's a very small bat, and it was a very large box of pizza. Which pizza can be very heavy. Mm-hmm. Shaggy, Scrappy, and Scooby all head back to the school and just have the girls finish up and meet them back there. And then we see the eyes come back out of the ground, and we see from their point of view, we hear some voices, and we pan out to see the four-armed Revolta and her henchgoon, the Grim Creeper. Grim Creeper. Uh, <laughs> Revolta sees the new coaches for the Grimwood School and is like, Oh, he will fit perfectly right into my plan to capture these ghouls and become the most powerful witch in monsterdom. Somehow. We also learn that her her title is Revolta, Witch of the Web, which is very good, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, that's actually a really, really boss title, to be very honest. We fade from Revolta to the Callaway Cadets. Dressed like the Burger King Kids Club playing volleyball. <laughs> Colonel Calloway comments that, now comments that he's going to Miss Grimwood's to arrange the game. It's also the first time we hear the Calloway slogan of, all the way with Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to the girls' school and Calloway ringing the bell. Sabella answers the door and frightens Calloway because she's a bat. Oh, sorry, we missed the part where Sabella says, you bat, I will. Oh, that's right. Because uh, Miss Grimwood asks her to answer the door. Um, the colonel is scared because there's a bat in this building. And then shields his eyes. And then Sabella turns into a girl. And he's like, oh, weird. I must have been just seeing a bat, I guess. He wonders where she came from. She just says up there. Meaning, you know, a few inches higher than I am right now. Mm-hmm. But I was a bat then. And he's like, oh, you were upstairs. Okay. <laughs> Uh, she tells him to get comfy, and so he sits in a chair that locks him in, much like our guests are right now. I've lost all feeling in my fingers. 
So about those restraints. It's fine. It's usually normal, especially about this far into the recording. I'm sure everything will be fine afterwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. They said it'll right. be fine. Why do you have this again? I'm not going to kink shame. It's just. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. It's just... I'm also not sure why Miss Grimwood also has it. That's a good point. Ooh. It's like a trick chair because the other identical chair is perfectly is not fine. Trapped. <laughs> Do you think it's like like kind of one like one of their games? Like <laughs> it's musical chairs, but also roulette. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Miss Grimwood offers the Colonel uh, some tea and sweets, and we see the first instance of the octopus butler. I love the octopus butler. So cute. It's uh. Squiddly Widdly's uh, weird cousin. Squiddly Diddly? Squiddly Diddly. That's his name. No. <laughs> no. Don't don't have a character named Diddly. Your kids. <laughs> Are you not familiar with the Hanna Barbera classic, Squiddly Diddly? <laughs> no. <laughs> Squiddly Diddly, honey. No, no. Oh, no. No, no diddly with children. <laughs> no. There he is. There it he is. lives in like a kiddie pool. Oh my, oh my god. Oh my god. The audio just peaked. <laughs> it did. This is the worst. Anyways, they get the tea and sweets and the colonel starts to enjoy them. And we learn that it is fungus fudge and I think it's uh, toadstool tea. That's the one. Mm-hmm. A nice theme. Yeah, I think you get something like that over in Colorado. <laughs> nice. Miss Grimwood introduces Shaggy to Calloway. Oh, uh, during the tea and sweets thing, he drops his cup and makes matches mad, who starts heating up the seat. That'll oh. come into play here in a second. That's right. So Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy come down. The colonel goes to shake their hands and then jumps up out of his seat because the seat got too hot. And they're like, oh, please, colonel, no need to get up on our account. <laughs> Adorable. And they sync watches and decide that they will play volleyball at fourteen hundred hours. <laughs> Colonel leaves and Shaggy's like, We got fourteen hundred hours from now. And I did the math. That is fifty-eight days. <laughs> Sorry, it's just over fifty-eight days. It's like fifty-eight days and some change. About two months. <laughs> two months of practice. Let's go. <laughs> Buckle in. We're getting to watch all two months in real time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, the volleyball game starts in an hour, and Shaggy rushes to get the girls warm up, warmed up. And we see them performing scarobics and deep shrieking exercises. And this is during a music montage. Oh my god, it is. Tannis does a scream, and then we hear, Sounds fantastic, kid. You got the fright stuff. Count five. Oh my god. Um, we cut to the cadets, also training. They hear all of this screaming and are like, it sounds like it's torture over there. (laughs) Uh, Calloway is very competitive about this and he wants to keep the trophy at his school. Yes, no matter what happens, just remember, you've got to win! (laughs) They're still doing exercise, although usually you don't want to exercise this much before an event. You do not. They start loosening their neck muscles. Phantasma... Does several 360s with her head. (laughs) Scooby follows suit and then rapidly unwinds and goes flying out the window and into the moat, being chased by a two-headed shark. Yes. Oh, you know what? 
I meant to mention this two-headed shark earlier. We see this shark. Two shark heads. Two shark heads um, when Scrappy and Shaggy cross the moat in the beginning. And now it's revealed that, oh, it's not two sharks. It's a two-headed shark. I uh, I think I was... I don't actually remember the two-headed shark, but I legitimately thought it's like, oh, my little kid brain was just like, is that an animation error? <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, even back then, like I was really into animation when I was when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. so and I would always notice that when frames look very weird, sometimes I would just be like, oh, I I know what that is. <laughs> so when I saw the two sharks, I'd like they merged so like into it, it was a little hard for me to understand for a bit. It's like. What's happening? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but like these poor these poor sharks, though. Oh my god! Yeah. The uh, the girls jump into the moat and land on the shark heads one by one, one by one, and they all go for a swim in the moat to exercise. Yep, Isabella mentions that the water is as warm as a bathtub, and Revolta is spying on them again. Do we ever get a name for this uh, shark? No. We don't get a name for the um, disembodied hand, either. That's a shame. Let's give them names right now. I'm going to go ahead and ban Hans. Hans is not allowed to be the name for the hand. No. <laughs> Manny. Manny. Uh, yes, I was just going to say! <laughs> yes! Disembodied hand, Manny. Manny. Perfect. Uh, what about the sharks? Um, the sharks' separate names are Jabber and Jaw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's perfect. I love it. <laughs> No relation to Jabberjaw. No relation. <laughs> yeah, my name's Jabber. No, I'm Jaw. No relation. <laughs> uh, the cadets show up, um, and Calloway complains a lot about this, the status of the court that they're going to be playing in. How it doesn't have a net and lines and everything. Yeah, and so we have a spider come out named Legs. This one has a name. Yes. And Legs... Um, Spins a net. And the Octo Butler, who also does not have a name, um, does the chalk lines and all of that. And then he's like, well, we don't have a ref. And Scrappy offers to be the ref, and I... Scrappy, you are not an unbiased judge. (laughs) No, he's not. He's really not. (sighs) He's fair, but he's biased. Yeah. Apparently. Like, dang. Dang, he really biased. So you'd think if this is a yearly thing, that they would have someone already there maybe maybe it was hosted to the other school is what i'm assuming maybe so previous years had it at callaway school and callaway would have the judge ready yeah and then this year it's at grimwood school and they don't have a judge i guess so they have to rely on a you know jerk puppy (sighs) So they decide to flip to see who goes first, and at this, Winnie decides to do a front flip over the net. Um, then they actually flip a coin, so Grimwood gets to go first. Scooby-Doo is cheerleading. I don't remember if that was important or not, but I have it written down. <laughs> oh my god. It's not really. Um, the game uh, starts in Grimwood serves, and they score the first point after some shenanigans that involve the net needing to be repaired and legs being really annoyed. Um, and then we cut to the score bu- scoreboard showing the score being ten to one, uh, ten to, excuse me, ten to nine, Grimwood. And I think they actually put up a ten sign during that yes. fade in. Yes, they do. Callaway gets a point. 
Phantasma phases through the net on a return, giving Calloway the point because she went through the net. You don't do that. No. Uh, keep in mind, this scoring system is very bonkers because the points won't add up when they just say they get a point. It has to cut to the sign for them to get a point. And it doesn't always happen, and it's frustrating to me. So obviously this game has been going on for quite a while. Yeah. I will say that with some minor exceptions, they do follow the rules of volleyball pretty closely. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sibella turns into a bat to hit the ball, and she retrieves the ball so Grimwood can serve. Tannis, let's see a fantastic serve. Count six. I actually lost count already. <laughs> Yeah. It's a good thing Lava has us. Yep. I've wrote down every one. (laughs) Tannis serves and her wrap sticks to the ball so she can yank it back before it gets to them. Callaways end up crashing through the net, tying it up at 11 to 11. Isn't that cheating? Maybe. I don't know. I mean... Look, there's nothing in the rules that says a mummy can't play volleyball. (laughs) This is what this world's come to now. I mean, it wasn't really like she did it intentionally. Oh, she did it intentionally. Let's be <laughs> she real. She tucked back. <laughs> Crafty six-year-old. Lava, don't defend us. She, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> she tucked back. <laughs> tucked back, hit it again, and well, she kept all- doing it. <laughs> well, this is all moot because the cadets planted a remote control in the volleyball. <laughs> I do want to mention that Matches makes hot dogs using a red hot. It makes red hots using a weird container. It allows him to steam everything. That's yes. I think that's adorable too. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Practical dragon usage right there. Indeed. And actually like the first real food show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actual and like footlongs. Honestly, it made me want a hot dog and I still haven't gotten a hot dog, so... <laughs> I, I think I heated up, like, a couple hot dogs after I saw those. I was just like, okay, time to get up. There's too much food for all that there's no food in here. I'm starving. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. The cadets remote control the ball. The remote is just out in the open. How does no one see it? How does no one notice a little child just snickering, like, all of a sudden getting this <laughs> evil light on him? <laughs> While a ball does things that it physically should not be able to do. Also, jetpack? <laughs> Jetpack's legal. Don't worry about that. Oh, yes, yes. Um, The remote goes flying because the ball hit the net and bounces back to the kid with the remote. And <laughs> the remote ends up in Scooby's stomach. And then Scooby starts hiccuping, and every time he hiccups, the remote goes off and makes the ball do some stuff. It hits uh, uh, Calloway and Shaggy a couple times. (laughs) Did you just call him Cop Calloway? Calloway! (laughs) I was going to say Colonel, and I was like, no, I want to say Calloway this time. And I hesitated. (laughs) Cop Calloway. (laughs) He is a cop, let's be fair. (laughs) Not, Not to be confused for Cab Calloway, the wonderful singer and dancer. (laughs) oh that hero we fade to Winnie getting another point for Grimwood bringing it to a 16 to 17 for Callaway Grunt serves says all the way with Callaway fades to the score being 19 to 19 
Elsa spikes the ball so hard it digs into the ground and out from the ground underneath Scrappy. <laughs> and somehow I don't I don't think well yeah first of all that doesn't make any sense but second of all I don't think the colonel understands the letter of the law as well as he may believe he does because he says that is an out of bounds but the ball did land <laughs> in bounds yeah it doesn't matter where it ends up it it, it depends on where it lands and it landed mm-hmm. inside so mm-hmm. hey y'all Revolta is still spying. More exposition on, oh, she'll be more powerful than all of them. Somehow. We still don't know what her plan is and why she's spying on them. Even when we learn her plan, it doesn't make any sense. No. And we still have to look at a gross potato thing. (laughs) (laughs) The gross potato? The grim creeper. The grim creeper. It's like a a a reject from Darkwing Duck. Like a California raisin that went too bad. <laughs> um, They're at the last point that Grimwood needs to win. Sabella serves it. And then Grunt has a jetpack and spikes it back. And I gotta say, I don't consider this cheating because Grimwood has a flyer on their team. They've got Sabella, who's been a bat. This entire and they time. have Phantasma, who can also fly. Exactly. That's true. It is true. Um, I'll have you know that she's disabled, actually. She flies because she cannot actually touch the ground ever. <laughs> Shameful. Well, she can t- Wait. <laughs> she it- doesn't. No, she can sit down. She does sit at a piano later. She does sit down. She does She does touch piano. She sits down. Okay, we have to get these- We have to get the phys- these ghost physics. <laughs> you know what? Every time we do something like this, we keep on detracting from the actual movie. <laughs> Look, we've already dis- we've already determined that Scooby Doo doesn't make any sense with this ghost physics. In Scooby Doo meets the Bee Bro- Boo Brothers, yeah. not the Bee Brothers, the uh, inevitable Scooby Doo B movie crossover. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, no. Um. Yeah. So jetpack spikes it. Um, Tannis is going for the return, but isn't gonna make it. And then Scooby hiccups, and it returns back to the Calloway side. And Grimwood scores. Game over. You were fantastic, coach. <sighs> Count seven. <laughs> I can feel the souls just leaving the moment you say countless. <laughs> I just feel it. Uh, the hand takes the trophy away from the colonel, gives it to Grimwood, who gives it to Tannis. Scooby keeps hiccuping, and it sends the ball after the colonel and into the horizon. And then... End scene, and we cut to the girls decorating for the open house and being so excited about the trophy that they won. Oh, and like and like little 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 mummy baby girl, so happy with her trophy now. She's mm-hmm. like so elated. Scooby and Shaggy have pumpkins that look exactly like them. Aw, yeah. <laughs> they put them on the table and they head to the kitchen, where Mrs. Grimwood is making brownies, and we learn that matches is the oven matches like i guess like i i can i can see that i i i see that making sense considering the fact that like hey you gotta drag it might as well like have practical use for it a little thing Mm. gotta keep that fire lit save the utility bill (laughs) yeah sabella says that these are not the fungus fudge that we saw earlier but rather swamp brownies which miss grimwood says are made with dirty swamp water and mosquitoes Mm. 
mm. which causes Shaggy and Scooby to start itching because they ate some of the batter. Which, honestly, I, I can understand. It's that psychosomatic thing. Yeah, I'm scratching right now. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Phantasma is chasing caterpillar cookies around the kitchen. Those are not caterpillars. No, they they're spider not. legs. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Scrappy asks Sabella who's coming. We learn it's the parents. And Shaggy and Scooby are freaking out because that means it's a real-life Dracula. Yep. Get a load of that Dracula. The monsters start showing up, and we see Revolta is watching this. Uh, soon she'll be the most revered in the monster world when she has the ghoul- girl ghouls in her clutches. And we see Dracula putting his cape over the mummy to keep him out of the rain. Which is I adorable. That was so cute. They're dating. <laughs> <laughs> But apparently, from what I can understand, it's just that all of these monsters are top dog, but they have just gotten a lot more softer lately. Yeah, because they're parents. Yeah, they're parents. That's what they do. You do a lot less murdering when you're, you know, when you have to worry about kids. Yeah, we'll see about that in a few months when we see Dracula again. Oh, God. This is probably Dracula's best appearance in a Scooby-Doo film is what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Shaggy, Scooby, Scrappy, Winnie, and Elsa, they're all around a table playing a board game when the parents start to actually enter the room, which causes Shaggy and Scooby to run, barricade a room, and then Phantasma and her father, the Phantom, show up and say hi, so they run away again. And then we see Dracula and Sabella, (laughs) and we learn that they're fantastic teachers. Count eight! Some of these are so close together. Frankenstein and the mummy show up. The mummy Spider-Mans them and hugs them for making Tannis feel like a winner. And Papa Werewolf's also there. So I would like to bring to everyone's attention Mm -hmm. that Elsa Frankenstein's father, Frankenstein, is referred to as Frankenstein Sr. Yes, he is. Now, does that mean that his name is also Elsa? Or does she have a brother? Or is Elsa Frankenstein trans? Ooh. Oh. oh man i mean like for a, a daughter you built yourself it would kind of make sense to be trans too because mm. like not all of you's made from the same gender maybe pops got it wrong on the first go that's a good point that makes it even more adorable to me like it just hit me later on like it's like you kept saying senior wait a minute hold on <laughs> let me break out the charts <laughs> But after everything gets cleared up about, no, these people aren't going to eat your eat you either, they all hang out and have some refreshments, and they have some poison ivy punch, which causes Shaggy and Scooby to get itchy again. I don't know why they continuously eat and drink everything. Listen, they're Scooby and Shaggy. <laughs> like, they don't stop. I understand they're Scooby and Shaggy, but I have faith in them. I I think they would stop if any of it tasted bad, is the thing. All of it seems to be okay. Like, this tastes alright, until they are explained what it is. Mm -hmm. Which, honestly, I I will never understand that kind of uh, logic regarding literally everything. Where it's like, oh hey, this thing that I'm eating right now tastes good. And somebody says, oh yeah, it has such and such in it. And you're like, oh yuck, that's disgusting. Even though they were perfectly fine eating it. Mm Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. Yeah, that's literally how I was with calamari. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like I was just like, oh, these are like really good. I wonder why they're so chewy, but it's really tasty. Yeah, it's that's squid. That's squiddly diddly. (laughs) (laughs) Just an echo. No. (laughs) Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I ate this squiddly diddly. Got some crotch. So, um, the girls have made gifts for their dads, which, oh my gosh, that's adorable. Oh my god. Yeah, Winnie made Papa Werewolf a citrus juicer. Mm-hmm. Because he likes bitter lemonade. So cute. Which is, is really just lemon juice at that point. It really is. Sibella made a bat robe for Dracula's bat form. So cute! And also made a fireproof one for matches. Yes. Uh, Elsa made oh. a portable shockman. Oh, hold on. Mm. Uh, Sibella says she, uh, it's fantastic that it fits. Oh, I missed that count one. Count nine. That's where our counts went wrong. I counted ten and Cass counted nine. <laughs> uh, yes, Elsa made a portable shockman. Oh my goodness. Tannis made a fright light, which is honestly just like a two-point laser pointer. Mm-hmm. I... I legitimately wanted that as a kid. Like, why couldn't I have that? I want that. I want that so bad. And then Fancy plays a duet with the hand. A duet for three hands. And six tentacles. (laughs) The butler joins in on the drums. I wanted that as my ringtone for a phone I didn't have yet. (laughs) Uh, of note, I wrote this down. The Phantom, uh, Fanti's daughter, says two regular Fantastics. Just, just pointing that out. <laughs> well, yeah, he's not a Dracula. He doesn't get to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the end of the party, and it's time for the fathers to leave. And they all threaten Shaggy and Scooby <laughs> on the way out. Exactly. They like they all take turns to hold them by the throat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And it's almost like they're, like they're just like, like as soon as the next person comes right behind them, they just like almost like pass to the other one. Like here, hold these guys by the throat so you can make your threats too. <laughs> like they were surprisingly coordinated in how they all started like threatening. Yep. And after they all leave, we see Revolta enchanting a spider bat, which is a bat with eight legs, um, with a weird two pronged wand, and then it's like okay. Holds up a picture of Shaggy. This is your target, but because the bat is hanging upside down, she has to turn the picture upside down. <laughs> I legitimately giggled at that, too. I was like, tee! <laughs> the little bat was like, <laughs> <laughs> Scooby sees this bat coming, but Shaggy didn't understand him and then doesn't see it, so doesn't believe him. Oh, rat? Here, have some casual rap chaps. Okay, good night. Take two of these and call me in the morning. (laughs) That's actually a good joke. The spider bat weaves a pair of magic web headphones on a sleeping Shaggy's head, which Revolta then uses to hypnotize him into taking the girls to Baron Bog, where she then sends the Grim Creeper to set traps. I will I will say, uh, when it comes to the next scene, I was actually like kind of relieved and worried because I, f- I had forgotten most of this movie. This was a trip. But I was kind of relieved over the fact they didn't do like the whole 
the obvious I am hypnotized possessed voice. Yeah. Well, but like but like when he was following his orders, he was doing it so naturally that it's like, "Oh yeah, I would, there is no problem going on here." Granted, that stops at Shaggy. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Shaggy's not a ghoul. Um, Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe. Um, but the next morning, we open on the cadets, and that rooster's there. Uh, but the rooster gets interrupted by a little, like, I don't even know how to describe this thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a trumpet on a tank. Yeah, it's playing taps. Yep, and apparently, at one point, they had made that for him previously as, like, a birthday present. Mm-hmm. Which... Tug regrets, but the colonel's like, oh man, I'm so glad you made this thing. He's it like rules. so stoked about it. <laughs> that was our puppy. <laughs> Angus. Shaggy uh, loads, or sorry, first the colonel's like, hey, you're going to the bog to train in rough terrain. And then we see Shaggy loading the girls and the dudes into the van for a field trip. And matches wants to go, but has to stay home. Sabella thinks that Baron Bog sounds fantastic. Count ten. <laughs> There's count ten. Yep, that was the last fantastic. I wanted to say that, like, also, it's like I, th- I think I, I just realized that maybe I was just a little monster girl, like all this time, because when, uh. When the headmistress describes, like, oh, chilling wind blowing right before a storm. Perfect time to be out. I'm just like, yep, I, I absolutely loved that weather. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, I love it. So you're a ghoul girl. I guess I'm a ghoul girl. Yay. Nice. So the cadets, we see them uh, learning how to traverse swamps. And then um, the majority of them ditch the colonel. And go off on their own because they want to get through it faster. And drier, hopefully. Yeah. And then Shaggy and the crew arrive and start jogging through the bog. Having a fun time about it, too. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Unfortunately, Winnie falls behind and then gets captured by the Grim Creeper who gives her some web phones that brainwash her. I must obey only Revolta. Only Revolta. I sure hope that doesn't get said again. <laughs> only Revolta. Uh, at the school, Mrs. Grimwood sees that she... Sorry, Miss Grimwood calls for Matches, and we see that Matches isn't home. He followed the van all the way to the bog. Like a good dragon. No, like a bad dragon. Like a good dragon. Like a bad dragon. He's a bad dragon. There's nothing wrong with me saying bad dragon this loud. <laughs> I-, I was gonna say we can't keep saying that. We're not getting any sponsorship. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize it until you said it even louder. And I was like, oh no, baby. <laughs> oh jeez. The fact that we're all giggling though. Oh, <laughs> Uh, so Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy all get surrounded by gators. Sabella, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Sabella rescues them in her bat form by grabbing all three of them and carrying them off. A strong bat. She's strong bat. Heck yeah. 
For now. She's strong right now. Yeah. Only when it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Only when it's convenient. Uh, She also mentions that Winnie has gone missing, so they all go and look for her. Uh, We see the cadets get caught in quicksand. Tanis and Elsa are like, oh man, you found the quicksand before we did. We were going to go for a swim. And then they grab a tree trunk so that way they can get the cadets out because the cadets do not enjoy the quicksand. (laughs) Apparently they don't like dying. I mean, don't be a coward is all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) A hypnotized Winnie sees Phantasma and is like, hey, Fanty, over here. I love playing hide and seek. <laughs> so she flies over to the shack that Winnie's at and also gets web phoned and hypnotized. Ghost logic. Ghost logic. Sibella shows up and tries to tell somebody something, but for some reason doesn't talk this time, even though while she's a bat, she's talked every other time. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, that's one plot hole. Yeah. One. You said that so accusingly, Lava. Listen, I just watched the movie and accept it. Accept it. It's just like, okay, this is going to happen then. Uh, Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy follow and find the other girls. Scooby falls, lands on Matches, who chases him around with fire. Winnie and Phantasma sick Spider-Bats on Sabella. And the cadets all watch the ensuing bat fight. (laughs) Uh, Scooby finds the shack that Winnie and Phantasma are in, and they see the Grim Creeper tries to grab Scooby, and it matches, lights the Grim Creeper on fire, and they run away. It's a problem with being a plant, going against a dragon. Oh yes, but they, but the, but the movie solves that problem later. Yeah. Tannis and Elsa find Winnie and Fancy, and then also get hypnotized. We see Revolta wave her wand, and then the shack sprouts rockets and flies away. (laughs) Like I said, this might as well just happen. Just there it goes. And I honestly feel, I feel sorry the most for, for our little vampire girl in the next, in the next scene, in the next scene that follows. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see uh, her getting just beat up by these bats and then held still while the headphones get put on her. And like she's fighting it, too, for a while is the thing. Yeah. She has an incredibly powerful will. She has to watch her friends get kidnapped first. Yeah, like, that's why I, rem- I remembered, like, for the scenes, like, hmm, I remember being so extremely sad as a kid for this scene. I wonder why. And then I realized, yeah, she just... She tried to warn her friends about her other friends being possessed. She watches them get kidnapped and taken away, and then she herself gets gets kidnapped and hypnotized, yeah. even though she's trying to actively fight against it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's dang. Ooh, baby. It is, a, it is a testament to her power and strength as a ghoul that she was able to fight the hypnotism for as long as she did. Mm-hmm. Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy follow the flying shack in their red van. But immediately get stuck. So Matches convinces the cadets to help unstick the van. <laughs> they ask the cadets to come help them. They're like, uh, no thanks. <laughs> nah. Nah. 
So Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy drive all the way to Revolta's castle. At the top of a cliff. Of course. It's of course it's gonna be at the top of the cliff. Everything that they've been doing has been subterranean so far. <laughs> <laughs> Scrappy's plan to get to the castle is to use a tree to launch themselves. Yeah, they uh, utilize some of that exercise equipment from the beginning of the movie. That we never saw until now. Wait, it's been in the car all this time? Yeah. Chekhov's weights. Thank you, Janine. I, I couldn't remember the name of the trope. I needed someone to make the joke for me. <laughs> yeah, if you have like a weight set at the in, in Act 1, you have to use it by Act 3. <laughs> so Revolta's plan is to turn the girls evil. And that's it. Just make them evil. I mean, I guess if they... I, I don't know if evil them would still stay brainwashed, though, is the worst part. You gotta yeah. hope they do, otherwise they're just gonna overthrow you because they're definitely stronger than you. Yeah. I don't know how this contributes to Revolta being, like, the most powerful witch, unless it's like, hey, guess what I did, kind of situation. I mean, if yes. they stayed brainwashed, then she would have an army of really cool people. Actually, I think that is her- she does mention that that's her plan, where she has a SWAT team. <laughs> uh, that is an actual thing that is said in this movie. Oh, um, yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know where I wrote it down, but it's later on. I, I, I will say, the terminology used to turn them- uh, used when turning them evil is- I can't say it real well. Revoltize? Yes. They are going to be revoltized. Revoltize them. <laughs> so, uh, the boys try to get into the castle. I need to mention, Matches tries to burn the lock to the wooden door. <laughs> and it doesn't work! <laughs> so oh my shame. god! So, so, Why didn't that occur to me? <laughs> so Scooby picks the lock with his tail. <laughs> when the door could have just been burned down. Yeah. I feel like we've seen Scooby pick a lock with his tail before on this show. Probably. I don't remember when. I don't either. I know we have. I know I know that for a fact that we have. Because I think like one of the times I remember that it like he gets hurt because it because it like soars up his tail a little bit. Yeah. That's all I remember though. Yeah. So they split up. For, uh, they have Shaggy and Scooby go one way and Scrappy and Matches go the other. Scooby finds an evil mirror. <laughs> For some reason, that's there. Uh, Why not? Rockets out of a cabin. Why not? <laughs> it was covered up by a tarp, so it doesn't normally have an issue, but now that it's been uncovered, Scooby walks away, but Scrappy gets, or not Scrappy, Shaggy gets replaced. <laughs> It wouldn't work with Scrappy. Scrappy's already evil. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes, he is. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. We see the Grim Creeper who gets sassed by a hypnotized Tannis who goes, I obey only Revolta. <laughs> and I feel like specifically during that line, Tannis sounds like the same voice actor that does Sonic Adventure 1 Tales. Oh my gosh. Um, Shaggy, who is currently stuck in the mirror, gets told the whole plan by a hypnotized Elsa, who's just like, 
yeah, I can't listen to you because Revolta is going to turn everyone evil. Let me just explain the whole plan. Of course, naturally. Uh, evil Shaggy chases Scooby, and Scooby finds hypnotized Tannis and disguises as also a mummy. This doesn't work as a disguise for too long as Scooby runs off, but the bucket that Tannis was using to mop the floor gets stuck on evil Shaggy's head. The uh, best joke by the way that actually got Janine laughing, though. That's later. That's later. Happens later. Uh, Scrappy finds evil Shaggy, and is like, hey, let me get that bucket off your head, Shaggy. And he's like, oh, wait, hold on. You're, <laughs> You're evil. not Shaggy. <laughs> uh, Matches helps out by lighting evil Shaggy on fire, causing him to run and switch back with regular Shaggy, saying, it's too dangerous out here. I'm going back in the mirror. I mean, yeah, it's true to character. It's just an evil reflection. So, yeah, like, even, even evil Shaggy's just like an evil coward. Yep. Uh, Scooby, while trying to get away from the evil Shaggy that he thinks is still around, accidentally acts, activates a revolving door and ends up in Revolta's cauldron room. Of note, he is still wrapped up. Makes sense. Creeper's like, hold on, wait a minute. What's going on here? And Scooby's just like, I obey only Revolta. <laughs> Uh, and they are fooled by this disguise. And they think, well, at least um, Revolta is fooled by this disguise, and she thinks he's Tannis. And sends him over to go mop up a different section. But then the creeper grabs him by the tail, and the jig is up. Uh, the grim creeper uses Scooby to also capture Scrappy, Shaggy, and Matches, which is very efficient villaining. Mm-hmm. Um, they, he tosses them basically into a well to be dealt with by the well dweller. Well, 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 well. <laughs> God. Um, and we find out <laughs> that Matches can't breathe fire while he's in water. He's all washed up. Yep. Yep, fire type Pokemon. Oh, poor fire-type Pokemon. Uh, the cadets are at home feeling bad, so they hop in their pedal helicopter and fly to go help. I love that helicopter. Back in, in the well, Scrappy, with a ball that he produced from nowhere, decides to start playing racquetball with the well-dweller. And they just launch it around the well. Everyone's just sort of hitting it higher and higher up the well, so that way the dweller will follow it out, and they can climb the well dweller to safety. Yep. Where the where the doohickey did he get that that ball? We don't ask questions. We don't want to know. Maybe Shaggy just always has a ball on hand. He's always hanging out with dogs. That's a hmm. That's a good point. I haven't seen. Uh, there's only the only scene where I see Scooby actually acting like a dog was when he had his head down low with his tail between his legs walking away when the possessed girls told him to get out. He was like, oh, and he just walked away. That's the only scene that I recall ever seeing Scooby act like a dog. Well, there is um, Scooby-Doo on Z Zombie Island. Oh, where yeah. He chases a bunch of cats. Yeah. I actually got mad at Scooby <laughs> for doing that all the time. 
Like, it's just so... I will defend Scooby in that case because those cats were provoking him. <laughs> they were, no, they they were taunting him. No, they weren't. Leave the cats alone. Justice for cats. Not all cats are evil. Leave them alone. Those cats were evil. These cats were living with evil cats. Maybe so, they just no. didn't have any place to go. They were the ones that were fed. Anyway, I think cats should vote too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Dogs can't vote, so can cats. Anyways, go on. <laughs> I think a cat would make a very dangerous politician. <laughs> I love cats so much. I don't understand. Go on, though. So the ritual starts, and Winnie howls, and we see that the cadets are almost to the castle, and Win. They hear Winnie howling. They know where to go. Oh, I will mention that when they leave the well, Shaggy checks his Scooby-Doo brand watch. Oh my god, did he really? With the Scooby-Doo face yeah, using yeah, the Scooby-Doo arms. Oh no. It's very good. Oh my gosh. This'll sell like crazy. Um. Oh, at this point, when the ritual starts, uh, this is when Revolta says, Shun... Soon, she'll have an evil SWAT team to do her bidding. There it is. That's her plan, to have an evil SWAT team to do her bidding. Evil SWAT team ghoulies. Yeah, Shaggy and Scooby accidentally activate another revolving door. There's a lot of those in this castle. Mm. And fall down a slide. The revoltization process begins... But then Shaggy and Scooby slide in, knocking Tannis and Winnie free. Mm-hmm. Not only free, but also out of hypnosis. Yes. The Grim Creeper and Tannis and Winnie do a tug-of-war with Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> Eventually they just let go and send the Creeper flying, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Uh, then the Callaways show up and start dropping water balloons on spider bats. Oh yeah. They let go of Shaggy and Scooby, sending all three of them through a wall and letting Scrappy and Matches in. Something interesting is that uh, Elsa is just not in the ritual anymore. She just is. It's like, okay, she must have been knocked out of the um, ritual earlier when Tannis and uh, Winnie were knocked out. Yeah, because they freed the other two as well. Did they? Uh, we see Tannis and Winnie free um, Sabella and Phantasma. Yeah, okay. It was just weird. Revolta shoots magic at the Callaways because they flew in and they, she's like, look, go away. We don't want you here. Yeah. <laughs> Revolta turns Scooby-Doo into a frog. It, into a toad. They specifically say toad. Uh, Toads is the same. Yeah. Uh, she threatens him if the girls don't do what they're told. And the girls are good, so they do. Mm-hmm. They're so good. Um. Luckily, Toad Scooby starts running around and gets chased by a spider bat. And together they knock a bunch of ingredients into the revoltization potion. And it messes with it. Tannis ep- ends up lassoing the wand out of Revolta's hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has the power to wield it and return Scooby-Doo to his mortal form. Yep. And then Elsa takes the wand and throws it into the exploding potion. Yes. Causing it to become even more deadly. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the cadets are there to rescue uh, our protagonists. 
Oh, right, because yeah. Sabella could now no longer carry everybody all at once now. Yeah. yeah. I can only carry one at a time. Yeah. Lies. She just wanted at least Scrappy there to die. Mm-hmm. So the day is saved. Uh, there's a dance party. Scrappy raps. Scrappy yeah. raps. Band Scrappy. I'm so glad we only have to deal with him, like, one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Two more times, technically, but <laughs> the second one is fine. Yeah. <laughs> After Scrappy wraps, we see that there's new students lined up for the next semester. And amongst them are an alien. Yeah. A swamp thing. Yeah. And Godzilla's daughter. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like... There's a little Godzuki there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shaggy, despite being fine with what he'd done so far, is like, actually, uh, meet us in St. Louis and then drive away. Yep. We see the girls waving goodbye. And <laughs> Shaggy says, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, um, they decide to give them a good old Grimwood goodbye and start a wooing. They just howl, howl into the sunset. Did I post that picture in this chat or did I send it directly to Lava? Uh, it was me. Okay, because there is a face that Shaggy makes while he's a wooing that is very good. There it is. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> wow! It's a very good face. There it's it amazing. Is. There's just something about the hair. Don't kiss it, Janine. Janine, don't kiss it. Janine, don't kiss it. Oh no! <laughs> Janine, don't kiss it! What? <laughs> Don't pucker. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Anyways, that's Scooby-Doo in the ghoul school. Yay! <laughs> I still love it. It's a good one. It's, it's a good film. Oh, my God. Um, could the... use less scrappy. Could use less yeah. scrappy. Could, could dang, dang the puns. Ooh, wowie-wee. Ooh, wowie-wee. So many. So I'm going to ask everyone, Uh huh. is this movie, Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School, better or worse than Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island? Oh, oh. I think that's kind of unfair. I Look, I'm looking at our ranking. I have to start somewhere. Uh, Jeez, that's a hard one, though. Not be- it's in the middle of our list, so it's... This is the average it has to deal with for now. I mean, I, okay, I would say that it's worse, Honest. but not mm. as bad. Like, no, no, like, like well, when, when you really think about it, Zombie Island also had to deal with Scooby-Doo being an asshole to cats. That's true. I would say it's better. Yeah. The only problem I have with this film compared to Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island is that there's no Jim Cummings in it. But honestly, I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> and no, and no, like awesome, like music montage either. I don't know. This one does have the scrappy rap in it. No. <laughs> no. Um, I would dare say to give the hot take to say that it's better. I mean, like, yeah, it's Zombie Island's got to be the standard, but like, I think this one goes above the standard by giving us um a good look into uh scooby and shaggy away from the gang which we don't always get yeah i think that's actually the main reason why i like these movies in the first place and like another favorite of mine too was 
was the was the race was the racing one, and Shaggy actually turned into a monster in that one. I oh no, oh, yeah. I have bad news for you on my opinions about that film. I had well, okay. I will un- I will say this right now. I have not seen it in a literal decade. So, my memory could just be, you know, messing with me right now. You're gonna now. have to watch it again. I'd have to watch You're it again. You're gonna have to watch it again. I'd have to watch it again just to see how bad it is. Yeah, tune in in December. Yeah. Oh, we'll oh, wonderful. Okay, we'll I'll be, be sure. It then. I'll be sure to do that. I'll tune in on December. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean Feel like... free to tune in next month, too. We have a banger next month. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, What's nice. next month? I'll get into that later. Okay, well, um... I guess Janine and I say so that it's we got, like so like yeah better than a uh, little a little better than Zombie Island. Yeah, but not As not someone much. who's not a big fan of Zombie Island. I'll agree with you. Okay, I think I think the reason why I like Zombie you actually thinking about it too since like Janine and I have like done the watch of Zombie Island. I think the reason why I like it a lot is just because of the art style. That's it. Mm. It had a more it, it had a more muddy. Uh, comic booky look to it, which was like, oh my god, that's so fresh and cool. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of that art style, our next option that we're going to compare it to is this by the same animation studio, Mook Studios, um, or Mook Animation. Um, is Scooby Doo in the Cool School better than Scooby Doo and the Witch's Ghost? Oh no! Oh no! I know, right? I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. I don't, I don't think, think it, it is. It, I, don't, I don't think it'd go against like something like as good as that with like such a solid voice cast, like you know, song. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And yeah. Even more gr- and even more girls for me to crush on. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was when I was a teenager. <laughs> All right, last one then. That brings us to our final comparison to put it in the rankings is scooby-doo in the ghoul school better than scooby-doo in the mask of the blue falcon yes yeah yeah sounds good yeah yeah just a flat yes <laughs> okay. all right so that brings our ranking as follows at the bottom we have scooby-doo meets the boo brothers followed by scooby goes hollywood followed by Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Then, Scooby-Doo, Mask of the Blue Falcon. This month's movie, Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. Then, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. And our number one movie currently is Scooby-Doo Cyber Chase. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you gotta you gotta listen to a lot of back episodes. Yeah, Cyber Chase. Mm-hmm. That brings a smile to my face. Cyber Chase. The art style in that one is uh, was also very good too. Same animation studio. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, I was just wondering if uh, you guys want to like get in on some of our ghoulish fun action and uh, dust off the old spookometer to give the, this a uh, good spooky rating. Oh, it's been so long. I don't remember how the spookometer works. I don't know it. Just level of one to ten. Just how spooky, just based on the aesthetic of how, like, spooky scary it was. Hmm. I'm gonna say... It's not overall, spooky. It's more camp than it is spooky. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give it three candy corns. Mmm. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, not terrible because it's three. It's terrible because it's candy corn. <laughs> hey, I like candy corn. You're the old. You're the well, old one. Yeah, now, but you're uh, like wrong though. Fine. So. Listen, I'll upgrade it. It is three mallow pumpkins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Passable. I would, I would give it a, a four Reese's pieces. You give everything Reese's pieces. You know, yeah, I love Reese's pieces. You're like ET over here. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Hubba bubble gum. <laughs> okay. That's acceptable. Why do you need four pieces of that? It'll last you a while. <laughs> um, I will give it four uh, bony bird skeletons. You know the ones. <laughs> I don't. I do. I don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the bony bird skeleton. Oh, yes. <laughs> You'll see them in Target. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, I guess I'll give them four shock tarts. So yeah, that's that's a pretty good, like we're pretty up on average. Not the spooky scariest. It's got some elements that kind of terrify us, like the creeper. Yeah. The grim creeper. That legit kind of scare like spooks me out, but like nothing really beyond that that gets really spooky scary. So yeah, about a four on average. Four point five ish. Four. Let me three point five ish. All right. Well, Janine, Adriana, plug your stuff. Well, um, we should be getting Ghoulish Fun back. The reason why, uh, the reason why it has been delayed is because our third member has act is actually left town. They are not. We I was had a little bit of a falling out with them. It's okay. Yeah, it's because they have they have a lot of personal stuff to do, so they're all the way over like to the very end of Texas right now. So we're gonna be just picking it up, just uh, just the two of us, of course, with some guests later on. Mm-hmm. Nice. So keep an open ear. Um, we might get our website. We should be able to get our website back. Ghoulish fun. If we still have the rights to that, and uh, um. <laughs> My personal Twitter account is at the Rummy J. Uh, uh, mine is at Yams Lock, and you'll just find me like just. You'll actually find like a lot of my art art sketches and doodads there. Actually, is what you'll be able to find. Yeah, and a lot of horror of uh, references and horror, uh, photos and pictures and paintings of all kinds. And I just post up political stuff nerd memes, and sometimes trans issues about my dingle dangle. <laughs> You're squiddly diddly. <laughs> no! We're calling it that now! No, we're not! Yes, we are! We're, we're not gonna call it the squiggly no. diddly. No! <laughs> I'm gonna post it I on Twitter. <laughs> Alright, hold on. Wait a minute. Okay, now I need you all need you both to plug something that you have no involvement with. Mm. Plug someone that I have no involvement with? Just sort of any project or something that you want to promote that you don't actually work on at all. Oh, has uh, has anybody done the um, Wayward OC podcast? Because I like if I got if I got to plug anything, I would probably do that. Christina Woods does a podcast, the home for Wayward OCs. Hmm. Um, and she she just has people come on, talk about it, uh, talk about their OCs. Um, 
I guess I was like kind of involved because there is an episode with me on it, but you don't have to listen to that one. There are some like really good other ones, uh, including uh, ones with uh, Shannon Maynard uh, and um, Jake Mason, which I think everybody like knows who they are. At least like in like uh, our small like corner of uh, podcastia. Podcastia. <laughs> yeah, and Christina Woods is also sort of putting together the group of Potter and family and just sort of getting small podcasting groups together. Yeah. Uh, for me, let's see here. I am probably going to plug in a comic, actually. Ooh. Yes. Uh, one that I have been following uh, for years from one of the one of the artists that I look up that I've looked up to for years. Uh, the comic, uh, the property of hates by Sarah Jolly, a wonderful, uh, very surreal, dreamlike kind of comic, which is basically based off of uh, one child who is technically kidnapped by a self-proclaimed worst monster ever to become a hero, to try and save this world of, of characters to stop from falling, from literally falling apart. It's got object heads. It's got monsters, <laughs> visual puns, lots of visual puns, especially for those who are very into, um, who are very into the film language and uh, animation language. It's it's a treat. It's a visual treat. And I love it so much. I love Eat. it with all my heart. The property of hate. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so that's that's my little promo right there, right there. Very cool. Oh, it's very sweet. Yeah. But I it actually updated recently and I was just like, whoa, about it. Well, you can find this show right here that you're listening to on Twitter at kids and their dog or you can contact us via email at and their dumb dog at gmail.com or you can go to our website uh, kids and their dog dot wordpress dot com it's mostly just the episodes that you're listening to right now mm-hmm. Yay! Uh, you can find me personally on twitter at mad lobotanist that's m-a-d-l-o-b-o-t-a-n-i-s-t and you can find me on Twitter at LavaBees, L-A-V-A-B-E-E-S. Um, next month, we will be, like I hinted at before, doing a musical episode with Scooby-Doo, Music of the Vampire. Oh my god. I just heard Lava just sigh. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of these are just like, uh, yep, we're going to do that one. But that one's so good. I don't know what you're sighing about. I mean, I just it's just a general. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear that one. So, until next time, happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. I'll sync it up in post. It's fine. <laughs> can you can you let go? Can you like untie the binds now? Of course. Uh yeah, let me just uh Quickle, quickle. <laughs> My hands fell off. My hands fell off. <laughs> uh, cut the tapes. Cut the tapes. Cut the tapes. <laughs> so with the cadets, it was a snap.
Two escape Revolta's trap. Now let's get loose and dance and clap while I lay on my scrappy rap. Over there is Daddy Drac, who's glad to have his daughter back. And all the guys from Callaway are here to dance the night away. And there's Miss G with Colonel C grooving to my melody. Your boys were very gallant to go after my girls. <laughs> with Elsa Frankentine, who wants to be a slam dance queen. And Fanty really does her thing. A dance for two, the Fanty fling. Shaggy and my Uncle Scoob are always in a chunky groove. What great party, Miss G. <coughs> oh, I hope the new arrivals think so, too. Huh? Like new arrivals? Over there. Meet your new students and their parents. New st 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 students? <laughs> like meet us in St. Louis? Yeah, real annoying! Gee, I'd better do like Scooby-Doo and Skidoo! 